everybody. This is Amanda Bones. And I'm Ashley. And this is How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling. No episode number. (laughs) There will come a point when we don't even say no episode number, I'm sure. Yeah, we're just going to have a long pause. You can just put whatever number you'd like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what do you say after the intro? Every single single episode will be episode 69. (laughs) That, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that because I'm a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to do a book report on... A documentary it's called the resurrection of jake the snake it came out in 2015 but first we have to talk about the monstrosity that was the nxt pay-per-view on sunday you didn't have fun i am mad i ordered taquitos and quesadillas for this fucking pay-per-view oh <laughs> i thought it was fun It was, uh, I don't know. It felt so lackluster. Like they had been building to this pay-per-view for so long. And then I don't like, it just, just felt so like meh in some places. And I feel like they extended matches that truly did not need to be extended. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, this is the first time I've watched an NXT pay-per-view in like a really long time and really NXT at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to slowly kind of catch up and kind of get some storylines like figured out, but um, I thought it was fun. I mean, it took place on Valentine's day, even though it's called vengeance day, <laughs> just so stupid. I'm for it. <laughs> Scott and I, <laughs> originally had valentine's day plans we were going to do that target scavenger hunt thing and then it was like yeah there's like a super cool pay-per-view on so let's go ride our bikes and then come home and watch the pay-per-view so that's exactly what we did yeah i kind of had the same thing (laughs) i I told cody i was like we had no plans whatsoever i think both of us were so checked out since um last week sucked and then he worked constantly last week so By the time the weekend rolled around, I was like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be around anybody. Nah. So um, I was like, hey, how about we watch this pay-per-view and I'll order Chinese food. (laughs) Perfect. And it was great. Um, I'm trying to go back and think. uh, The only, I mean, I'll save my, my comments for what happened in the last match. For no, later, but try okay, to remember no. what was before that. First match was the women's Dusty Rhodes Cup with Raquel Gonzalez and her little flashlight that I can't remember the name of. Oh wow, Dakota Kai! Wow, flashlight, Amanda. I so I cannot. Jesus, <laughs> that was very degrading. I sort of apologize. I okay, just to clarify, I don't actually hate anybody. I do not like their characters, just so we're clear. (laughs) But yeah, so Raquel Gonzalez, and then it was Ember Moon and Shotzi, Mm -hmm. which Shotzi seemed to be struggling. Like a lot of her setups were very obvious um, amongst other things. I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk a bunch of shit, but like at the same time. (laughs) It um, was it was rough it was a little rough there uh, there was a few things that i'm like oh shit okay we're probably going to be on botchamania but that's <laughs> fine um 
it just it was a rough first match and that's okay we all have them I am sad it was Raquel Gonzalez and whatever her name is that one Mm. but like I don't know I really wanted Ember Moon to get it but you know shit happens the way it happens so yeah and just to fill me in has Shotzi and Ember Moon been a thing for a little bit or was it just for this it feels like it was just for this because I can't recall them. Like, I feel like maybe every once in a while they'll come in and help each other out. But overall, it wasn't like a super strong tag team. Okay. Because that's what I was just confused about because I, I thought, I don't know what I thought, but it just, um, they're cute. I love Ember Moon. Um, I want to really love Shotzi, but I think, I mean, she's personality wise, she's everything I could ever want. Totally. Um, but I feel that, or what I've noticed with NXT right now is I feel like almost most of them have the same gimmick as far as the, the ladies are concerned. Yeah, it's essentially like all alternative girls. <laughs> yeah, and even like you're, I know you hate Candice LeRae, but I feel like Candice LeRae always had the gimmick of like being kind of like the cheerleader of everybody like let's do it we got this we're great while also kind of being a shithead a little bit but I feel like they've even kind of morphed her into that and I'm just like that's not it doesn't feel like Candace to me she's she's fucking tough and she's badass I don't think she needs to be this as well but um yeah yeah all I have to say about the first one the 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 men's was oh my god so the men's was so much oh my gosh but again I feel like they just trailed that match out a little bit longer than what was necessary the female one or the male one no the male one like it was amazing seeing those two teams go at it like both teams I love the grizzled young veterans I think they're rad as hell but what is it, MSK? Yeah, MSK. MSK, oh my freaking God, those dudes are fire. And they do some rad moves. But it just felt like, okay, boys, let's wrap it up. Yeah, Um. I, I mean, I didn't really, I guess I kind of felt that way. Just because um, I'm the exact opposite of you. I, <laughs> I'm not super big on grizzled young veterans. I think they're silly. <laughs> They are silly, and I fucking I love that the bald one's always the one talking. The one with the hair never never speaks on the mic, and I think it's fucking hilarious. I think I I don't understand the whole like soon to be recognized. Like the whole thing is so fucking silly, but I think that's why I love it. Yeah, I (laughs) I thought that they were gonna sound like Trevor Lee, aka Cameron Grimes. Like I literally (laughs) thought they were gonna be like little country boys. I had no clue straight out like oh yeah brits yes fantastic i love it really quick because you brought up you brought up cameron grimes did you fucking see that weird music video promo thing and did you just die a little inside for having watching it um i have really really horrible secondhand embarrassment issues like i can't take things like that so I Cody knows when something is embarrassing to me too because I'll straight up get up and walk away (laughs) and like go somewhere else just to get away from it um 
I couldn't watch it. Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, I sat there for the entire thing. Two things. One, Cameron Grimes is a ridiculous person. Two, I am so embarrassed and mad that there was a small amount of sexual attraction I have to that man. See, that's what I was waiting for with you. I thought that that would finally come around. I'm fucking mad about it. And Scott makes fun of me. He's like, of course you're into that dude. He looks homeless and that's kind of your thing. It's so, type. Yeah. Oh, you're homeless or you have bleach blonde hair. What's up? <laughs> yeah. So sorry to get back to the, um, the men's dusty tag team. Um, I'm, I'm a newer MSK fan. I'm, I'm sad. They were called the rascals when they were in impact. Um, but I'm also like a newer into impact because who watches impact um that's me and i shouldn't say that <laughs> i would uh, watch impact if i knew where to watch it it's on twitch you can watch their twitch like like right or i guess it's tonight yeah it should be on soon anyway um yeah they just are on twitch and they'll just like put out their show other than that i think they're on access or something i don't know i don't have cable okay so that doesn't matter was told to get cables specifically so that scott could watch wrestling well there you go um so yeah i i i love msk now i've been watching their old matches and they just like i was so happy to see that they won twitter fucking blew up if they lost i thought like twitter was gonna fucking riot wrestling twitter was gonna burn the place down which wrestling twitter is super messy anyway but like everyone wanted msk to win and they did and that's great and i cannot wait to see them um i deep down have a weird love for oni lorkin um he's one of the tag champs i don't know who the other guy or like i i'm not familiar with the other guy but i just know (laughs) oni lorkin is that like, the, long, the long hair or the fro that's no 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 the tag no not not msk oh sorry okay the the people who they're up against now since they won oh, okay i just can't wait for that match because that's gonna kick off it's gonna be great well that'll be rad to watch and then what else oh and then um johnny gargano and kushida yeah i'm thoroughly upset by what went down mm-hmm. thoroughly upset Although, side note, really quickly, thank you, Dexter Loomis, for taking out Gargano's fucking boy so that he didn't interfere with anything. Yeah. Um, He's like, we're not doing this. Come here. We're not doing this. But Kushida should have won. Like, I agree. Also, another match that I felt went on for way too fucking long. It did. um, Yeah, it did. But it was good. It was good for sure. And they went hard the entire time. Kushida still should have won. Sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to say that like 10 times. And hopefully it will like come into being. Yeah, win. I mean, I, I know a lot of people were thinking this was like this is a contender for match of the year, just because they're they're very evenly matched and they they were just very in sync together. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it felt long, but that's just me. I maybe, <laughs> maybe because I was thoroughly disappointed by the women's Dusty Roads that like I was just over the entire pay per view at that point. So I was like, let's just fucking be done here. Like, why? Right. 
happening. I need, I need a new quesadilla and I'll be refreshed. Oh my God. I was so upset. So yeah, Gargano fucking continues. So we get to continue to hear all that crap. He's going to talk. And then, um, after that, was it, um, freaking hell. So it was, um, it was the, it was Gargano and Kushida. And then it was the men's tag team. And then it was the triple threat for the women's championship. Um, that's right. That was a fucking weird match. That felt weird. It's so crazy. Um, Um, Tony Storm, not I mean, breaking the table with her telekinesis was, like, amazing. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, and then the announcers covered it up so well. They were like, oh, well, so-and-so ran through this pretty hard, and I saw it move. It was very wobbly. I texted, I, we were, I mean, no news to anybody. I have a group chat with Amanda and her husband. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where we are now in this relationship. Um and I just was like, LOL, that table. <laughs> and Scott was like, oh my God, yes. But <laughs> it was just very silly. I feel like this was the best I have seen out of Tony Storm. I've only seen her wrestle a handful of times, but I feel like she really did bring it this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. This is the first time I ever saw her. The one that has the belt. Oh, Io Shirai? Yeah, so I've never seen, I didn't even know she existed. This is my first time seeing her. Yeah. Um, she she climbed up the light tower to jump down on them. Like she's insane. She um, um the I think the last the last uh pay-per-view, she jumped, she put herself in a trash can and like jumped yes. into the crowd or into the group of girls. They were showing like clips of that. So this just might be her thing. She's just crazy, but I remember Mercedes Martinez from the first May Young Classic, which was like three, four years ago. I think three years ago. I know she's been wrestling for a really long time. I didn't know who she was either, but like, I don't know. I feel like a three-way match is always going to be kind of weird because like if two people are fighting, one of you has to kind of stay out of the way for a second, unless, I don't know. I don't know how you make it a three-fight wrestle work but yeah it was entertaining yeah and I feel like this really um like you were saying it's kind of hard to have three people together because I felt like this was just pushing that EO Tony feud yeah versus like actually incorporating Mercedes Martinez I I think that was more of a vehicle just to like keep the match going yeah but it was just weird I um I'm so sad that like women's matches kind of suck right now it wasn't super long I don't know I kind of felt like it was perfect there was some crazy shit that happened it wasn't super long yeah uh the outcome was nothing that I was super worried or concerned about so it was, <laughs> for me it was like yay there was no disappointment here yeah it was just a, a match it was yeah exactly it was just a match for me i'm sure there are a lot of people that have a lot of strong feelings about it but i was just kind of like cool all right yeah and then the main event main event dog i can't even remember who he was oh that's right he was fighting the freaking oompa loompa pete dunn 
He's very orange. He's very orange. He's actually, he looked a little yellow. He's jaundice. He's very jaundice. But that I was telling, um, I was telling my boyfriend that because uh, we separately know these two from like different times. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor. I mean, we watched an NXT. Watched him go up to the main roster, and now he's back at NXT. And then I remember Pete Dunne being like thick, not oh, this, really? not this skinny jacked boy. Oh, he was thick like that's why his little singlet doesn't it looks like it doesn't fit well anymore because mm-hmm. like, he didn't have a gut but he was just like a thick man thick boys are where it's at let me tell yeah. you but then <laughs> i feel like he took he took quarantine to like get ripped oh okay and now i'm like oh shit okay i mean i I've, I've liked him but has he always been orange he's always been a little tan yeah <laughs> i feel like um I, I don't want to get shit from England is my one of my favorite thing places in the entire world but they go hard in the self tanner sure do and I think because there's no sun there right so <laughs> well this one okay so I don't really I don't know if I care for Finn Balor at all like it's pretty whatevs but uh I do not like Pete Dunne he annoys the shit out of me but let me tell you when that boy is not in his little onesie wrestling he has some very nice style like mm, Mm -hmm. yes with the high water pants and the shoes with no socks yes for it can't stand you and your man bun but I like (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so the two dudes that come out with him one of them is oni lurkin and that's who i love got it i like i know who those dudes are but not really because i haven't yeah. paid close enough attention to them oh yeah. my gosh so that that also felt like a match that kind of went on forever mm-hmm. i think i would le- i think i actually legit stopped paying attention and oh, wow. zoned out i feel really bad and then so like Finn Balor wins cool he keeps his belt and then the friggin what's it's come out undisputed era wait let me do it let me do it oh Jesus Christ no (laughs) they're horrible they're horrible I cannot stand them every time they come out I'm immediately annoyed so they came out this time and I'm like uh what are the two glass jaws doing talking to each other like and you could tell, like, Finn Balor was like, uh, are you going to fuck with me, Kyle O'Reilly? Like, what are you doing? And he was like, no, nah, man, you're cool. You're so great. Like, you're such a strong wrestler. And, like, but they killed up. each other at one point. They, they were brutal to one another. It was insane seeing them. But I don't know, maybe, like, through the brutality, there's a level of respect. Mm. But then, so... The fucking minute they came out, I was like, something's going down. No, this isn't okay. Why are they here? They don't like him. He don't like them. Something's fucking happening. Yeah. And then everybody was fine. We all stand up and, woo, yeah, happy Valor. And then a fucking high kick from the ponytail guy. Yeah. He super kicked him in the face. So hard. So hard. And it's like, okay, listen, everybody. Finn just got that jaw fixed. Can everyone stop attacking it? Because that's too much. Yeah. What? I have to show you. um, So my friend sent me this to show you. um, Okay. I'm just gonna text it to you right now so you can react. So we'll have like an honest react. 
from yes. me in this moment. This is a throwback to a previous match we covered. Oh, sweet. This is going to be amazing. All right. I just received it. It's opening now. Let's see it. Oh. <laughs> no. So that's, that's the, that's the custody of Roderick strong ladder match between uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I am freaking dying. This is hilarious. Oh my God. I don't like Roderick strong. I haven't ever liked Roderick Strong I know everyone loves and adores him I just don't like him but anyway that's my personal issues um (laughs) all my friends that I I have like my little group that I talk to while pay-per-views are on and um everyone was freaking out that basically Undisputed Era is over the era is uh, the era is over and I think it's better that they are now coming to an end. Yes. I don't like, they were annoying. So I'm fine with the breakup. Where's Bobby Fish though? I don't know who, where he is. I have no do, idea. do we know? Is he hurt? Is he in England? He's probably in England. I don't know where he is. Is he British? <laughs> He's probably not British. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that was like okay so i was pretty it was all pretty lackluster for me but that ending was like oh shit what's gonna happen now like so that'll be exciting i'm sure we're gonna have like a finn valor kyle o'reilly tag team of some sort which i actually think that they're cute oh no yeah he's from new york i am so sorry bobby fish you are not british i always thought he was (laughs) he just gives off that vibe um yeah, I I don't know. I really want Adam Cole to go back or to go to uh where whatever night Kevin Kevin Owens is on because they used to be like real cute together in PWG. I think Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Yeah, cuz that's where Roman Reigns is. Mm. I just now connect those two in my head. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so I want that to happen. I think it'd be cute. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Now that I'm kind of getting caught up with NXT, it's going to be interesting. I love that we did not talk about that match whatsoever. We just talked about Undisputed Era. (laughs) Because, like, the match was pretty whatever, in my mind, anyways. Like, It It was was a sick technical match. I'm just going to say that. Like, sure it was. I'm sure I don't think Amanda's favorite thing is technical matches, so. No, 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 no. I like technical matches. I, like, I don't know what it is about Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Like, they, I just have no interest there. And I Mm. feel like the storyline's pretty meh. I thought you were going to at least pick up on Finn Balor's um, real bad tattoos. No, I, like, I, I feel so ashamed to say this, but there are just some people that do not register for me. Like these dudes happen to be one of them. And Finn is that? Wow, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known. Okay, well, hold on, really quick. Sorry, bad tattoo talk. He does have a fucking back of the hand tattoo and like nothing else. He's got his hand done, which is like I feel like kind of newer. Like he didn't start getting tattooed until he got married. Interesting. Which like I think that's what it was, or maybe he had a couple, but like not very many. And now his his whole like forearm has stuff on it interesting i i zoomed in on this like weird little dinosaur guy he's got and i was like oh (laughs) cute little dinosaur (laughs) 
I didn't zoom in on any of the tattoos. I just noticed the back of the hand one. And I was just like, you know what? If everybody else is going to get neck tattoos and back of the hand tattoos, I'm fucking going for it. Listen, all bets are off. No rules anymore. Stop gatekeeping tattoos, Amanda. Seriously. Well, and part of me is like, I think I've covered enough of my body at this point to warrant a neck or hand tattoo. Yeah. But if I came to you and I was like, hey, Amanda, I'm going to tattoo my hand, you would give you would be so mad at me i don't even know if i would respond to you telling me that like you would would need a week (laughs) you would just be like i know you're kidding also you're not going to get it done because you you talk about tattoos constantly and i still (laughs) do i think you've only ever been tattooed if i was there no there's one that exists on my body that you cannot see anymore oh that i got without you Damn. All right. Well, two, two out of three ain't bad. No, that's true. Um, yeah. I just straight up disappeared. <laughs> that's not always a bad thing. I no. got my lip tattooed with the expectation that it was going to fall out. And I still have that stupid son of a bitch tattoo. Well, I think that one's just out of spite. That one's I'm, hanging on. I'm so pissed. That should go away. I thought for sure it was going to disappear in like two years. Nope. I wonder if I should get like a scrub of some sort and see if that helps. Just like rub the inside. Maybe you should just start dipping and then that'll make Oh yeah. I have the fiberglass. Just like cut it out. I'm in. All right. Give me your dip recommendations, peeps. Let's fucking, I'll throw a lipper in while we talk. Gross. (laughs) Oh God. Dipping doesn't even sound great. (laughs) I learned today listening to Renee Peckett's, uh, podcast that john moxley dips and she wishes that he wouldn't i'm not even surprised that mox dips oh yeah i know i i could see that i feel like it just the whole persona just works with it really well so yeah that was fun there was also i think the was the impact one this weekend too i didn't watch it so i didn't watch it because I don't know impacts, so I guess that's another one I have to start paying attention to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my Jake Something shirt today. And Jake Something is finally Jake Something on impact. So good job, Jake. We love you. Way to go, Jake Something. Oh, man. All right. It's time to talk about the documentary because that's let's, what this report's about. Let's we- snuggle into this depression that's about to happen. Fuck, man. This document, I cried so many times while I was eating popcorn and sitting here watching it. Um, fuck, it was rough. Yeah, it, it, I mean, while you thought all those matches were very long, I thought, I thought this was really long. It was kind of long. It's good. (laughs) Sad ass, happy ending documentary. And now that, um, I forgot, fuck, it was 2015. That's a long ass time ago. I remember wanting to see this when it came out and not being able to find it like anywhere except you could buy it. And I didn't want to buy it. Yeah, I understand. But, um, yeah, I, this is a rough one. This is super. Okay. So I, didn't hate diamond dallas page but i didn't necessarily like him Mm -hmm. um until this documentary and the one with um fucking david arquette oh yeah he's a solid good dude 
He just wants to help people. I was just going to say, like, he just cares about his homies and he wants to help them. And I fucking love that about him. I think, too, when you work in a company where you've watched a lot of your friends die way before they should have, that you kind of want to keep the friends that you still can and save the people that you can. But um, as we know from this documentary, it's a little rough. It's a little hard. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I know about Jake the Snake because of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, I actually did not know who he was. This motherfucker had a live ass snake with him at like every match. Yeah. I know that they, they talked about <laughs> with his fucking snake a bit, uh, Macho Man and oh like God. latched on and wouldn't let go. He would not let go of him. It was fucking crazy. Well, and then it was fun seeing like other wrestlers that they had interviewed and they were like, yeah, dude, like I was trying to stay the fuck away from the snake. Yeah. <laughs> like that was super fun. Um, and like, I don't know. Um, fuck and then razor ramones in it too and he like diamond i feel like this was just like a i feel like this was more documentary about diamond dallas page (laughs) and like with how solid solid of a dude he is yeah it it was i mean long form it was a giant ddp yoga ad (laughs) yes which i didn't i didn't hate i mean it seems like that has helped so many people and really changed people for the better. But like, yeah, that's, it it felt like that a little bit. It did. I mean, there was like DDP yoga everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But what else? Like you do you boo boo. You're helping people. That's all that matters. Um, I can't wait also just to jump ahead a little bit. I, (laughs) I cannot wait for you to watch beyond the mat because he's also in that and to see the difference because they do talk to his daughter in beyond the mat and she writes him this really sad letter about like how he's not there and like how she wants him in her life and then you can tell like from the jump of this uh he still kind of wasn't there yeah i mean he's got fucking eight kids which i thought was fucking crazy when he said it (laughs) yeah like jesus wow god that's so many kids yeah I mean, and then like his kids being interviewed was super rough to watch and just like like oh we learned who our dad was through watching him on tv and i was just like fuck that is the saddest thing ever yeah it was so sad oh my god and like hearing him talk about his childhood and his fucking evil stepmom yeah yeah that was rough um yeah he wanted was like his dad to be proud of him and like he just kept bringing that up like my dad never said he was proud of me and like he was like he would tell other people but he would never tell me and I was just like fuck man that's so rough I get it I don't I have a hard time with stuff like that just because it's like how can you be mean to a little kid and how can you like hurt a little kid like that I don't know it really bothers me stuff like that like really really gets to me and I don't like it no don't fuck with kids in any way shape or form like they don't know anything yeah they're innocent they're tiny little babies and hug them as tight as you can but don't be fucking disgusting anyway (laughs) 
Well, we already fucking said that this was going to be like a downer of a documentary, but there, like there was just a lot that he was going through and like continuing even at 50 something years old, just wanting his dad to be proud of him. Even, even though his dad was gone at this point, like just wanting that so badly. Oh, and then his sons tell him that they're proud of him. And that just like choked him up so good. Yeah. But he really had to prove himself before they could say that. That man got away with so much bullshit in that fucking DDP house. I was just like, sir, you're at the airport drinking with no (laughs) shoes on. I was (laughs) okay. So like there were moments where I was laughing. Like DDP drives to the Atlanta airport to pick him up. He has no fucking shoes on and he is swearing up and down that he's not loaded. And I was like, homie, you have no shoes. Like, any argument you come at me with is fucking invalid because you don't have any shoes on in a public place. You have no shoes on. No shoes. At the airport. At the airport of all places. Disgusting. And then my favorite part is he's like, no, I only had two beers. Oh, but then we went here and I had another two. So that's four. And then like five hours later, well, I only had three beers. And I was like, yeah, buddy, you're an addict. That's what happened. (laughs) <laughs> and I think deep down that's what we have to remember is like uh these people are addicts because when Scott Hall comes later I was reminded uh, of that story that Rachel told us on when she was on our podcast of him being completely loaded and not knowing where he was yeah and I, it's hard to see Scott Hall that way too because you're like fuck that's Razor Ramon like he's supposed to be like an oily beefcake He's still such an oily beefcake, <laughs> even in an old age. Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, he even showed up like wrecked as fuck. Jake the Snake and Razor Ramon both showed up just like wrecked as fuck. The damage they did to their bodies, not even while wrestling, like the after. damage they did after was so brutal to see. And then like. I don't know there was I don't know who the dude was but he was interviewed and he was like you just have to remember like this isn't the person that you love this is their addiction so when you're talking to them and everything just try to remember like the person that you love is still there this is their addiction talking not your person and I think that's a that's a valid thing for anybody who's dealing with addiction is uh you you love the person not the addiction but those two things go hand in hand also and it causes a lot of pain like it's just rough I feel like Diamond Dallas Page handled it so well though like when Jake the Snake would relapse and everything like Diamond Dallas Page was not taking any shit like he was giving it right back and he was fucking brutal sometimes but I think that you need to hear that you're hurting people and that you're upsetting people when you're in your addiction. Like, I think it's important for the addict to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. This fucking movie got me this. Oh my God. This fucking documentary got me so hard because, okay, I haven't disclosed this yet, but I am currently in recovery. I've got like six years and some change. Um, And like, my main go-to was alcohol. I didn't do hard drugs or anything. I just like fucked myself up on alcohol and I didn't fuck with anybody else. I didn't ruin anybody's life. I just got like super wrapped up in it and started to fuck my life up. Well, you Uh, almost threw me in a bush once, but that's... (laughs) 
Just kidding. I'm not I kidding, but I'm, I'm kidding. It, she <laughs> threw me in a bush because she loves me so much. That was basically it. <laughs> totally. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, so like seeing him relapse and then seeing Jake the Snake say stuff like, you know, one is never enough, but one is too many. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, yeah. if I thought there was a shadow of a doubt that I could be cool now, like, no, because I like drinking. It's super fun. And it makes me open up and be fun around people, which I feel like it takes me a little bit longer to warm up when I'm not drinking around people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just like, fuck, man, I feel you. I know how hard this is. It's not fucking easy. And like, because being an alcoholic is this weird stigmatic thing, like being a a drug addict is fine, but being an alcoholic is this weird thing because people are like, why can't you just be cool about it? Well, I think I totally agree that I think some people who are alcoholics a lot of people are a bit more judgmental even than people who do hard drugs because it's like oh you can you know something led you to that well something fucking leads you to alcohol too but it's more acceptable that people drink and drinking gets out of hand and so once it goes too far you don't realize it Mm -hmm. because it's legal which you know whatever but people have their opinions on everything but um I, I don't know. It, it was rough to see. You could see the addiction just manifesting constantly. You could see the pain that he was in. And that was, you know, when you drink, you do bloat and you maybe don't eat the best you could because nothing tastes better than fried shit when you're drunk. We all know I that. Just, <laughs> I was just gonna say nothing tastes better than Del Taco chili fries. <laughs> Literally to this day, I, I've been trying to drink less, um, but my hangover cure is Del Taco. Um, I know that's a California thing and a lot of people don't have that or have not been able to experience it, but, um, it's delicious. If you're hungover, you, you eat like four or five or seven fucking del taco tacos and you're good you're you're wide awake again um back up but that's not the best for you and i think they said he was like he was already needing surgeries when yeah he he needed like a social a shoulder surgery and then i know he later had something wrong with his knee oh okay there was some like some cancer in his muscles and his knee or below his knee um, but that was in like 2014. So that was after all this, but yeah, I, when they were having him, there's a couple of very key like scenes in this documentary. And one is when they go to his house, which like the guy who made the documentary was like, you expect going to Jake the snake's house to be like, Oh shit. Like he probably has like a nice house and like, you know, yeah. had this money from being this big superstar all these years and you go and it's like, kind of a trailer yeah and it's gross and you're like okay so this shit's falling apart but it's like well mentally that's where he's at too yeah like I think it just kind of I don't know it just showed his mental state and we also know that WWE kind of fucks over their superstars their older ones anyway so you probably didn't make very much money 
Probably not. And like, I, like, I don't know. Um, Diamond Dallas Page brought it up. Like he said, like most people don't know this, but the WWE is not going to fuck with you if you're going to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like, dude, that is such a profound statement. Yeah. Like, that's why a lot of people aren't in the hall of fame. That's so sad. And that's why Jake the snake wasn't. I mean, he didn't get yeah, inducted it, into the hall of fame until what was it? 2014. Yeah. Something like that. Something fucking crazy. Oh, but he looks so happy when he gets inducted. And then Jake, the, not Jake the snake. Sorry. Razor Ramon's inducted too. I know it was really sweet. And Diamond Dallas Page does his speech. Yeah, if you want to cry, just skip to that part because it's like, Seriously. oh shit! Oh my gosh! Also, um, I love that these like six foot, two hundred and fifty pound dudes are just like crying and hugging each other. It is and- the sweetest thing. It's so fucking sweet. And then like Jake the Snake's like kissing everybody on the forehead. Oh my fucking God. I am so for like male friendships being expressed physically. I think it's so sweet. But then the opposite side of that. Did you see how like how delicate he was when he got that bad haircut or like that haircut? <laughs> and then like Razor or Scott Hall was making fun of him. A little bit. He was here. (laughs) He got really hurt. And like these men are so big, but so fragile. So sensitive. I love it though. I think it's so sweet. Like I would love more sensitive dudes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys really do. They do love all. Like they love each other as much as like they can be shitheads and act like children. And you know be little babies about everything i think the biggest thing was um i think that when rowdy rowdy piper died it affected a lot of wrestlers because it was like oh shit like this could happen Mm -hmm. and so i think that yeah i think you just watch your friends die and you don't want to do that anymore well i like I like that there was a level of brotherhood and like this guy brought me up and I fucking owe it to him to be there for him. And I'm glad that I'm glad that the wrestling world has diamond Dallas page and he's not going to abandon you. Yeah. Wait, (laughs) such a sweet man. He is such a sweet man. It was killing me. And just like, Hey, come live in this house with me. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, come on. I fucking lo- oh my god and then okay so they talk about how Jake the Snake has no money so it makes sense that like a month into his recovery he has to go to Vegas to sign fucking autographs because yeah, he has yeah. no fucking money and yeah. they're telling us this and I was like oh my fucking god don't go to Vegas you only have 30 days clean don't go to fucking Vegas <laughs> I know play. yeah and that and that's what goes through your head too because you're like oh shit like that Vegas Vegas yeah like the place to get fucked up yeah oh man brutal but he came he stayed sober the whole time and he came back and took a test and he fucking crushed it yeah he did great so that was awesome um and when they showed him that like because he did crowdfund for his surgery oh yeah i think it was it's super important to know too like i think a lot of people think that gofundmes or crowd like crowdsourcing for certain things is like asking for a handout but it's like dude these people are your fans like let us take care of you yeah you've given us all of this you've given us years of entertainment and 
and yeah, why the fuck not? Why would we not try to help you in the ways that we could? Well, I think it was super awesome for him to see like just how much the fans do love him and are proud of him and want him to do great even now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super important and like he just got so emotional in so many moments and then it got me emotional and oh my god it was just a big cry fest over here it really was um I, I did kind of like when he would get mad at the other guys in the house or like the director <laughs> guy he'd get real yeah. pissed at him he would get really mad at him it was funny <laughs> but yeah like I'm I'm glad to know that uh I mean, he's in AEW now. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's with... Uh, what's his face? Oh, God. Murder Hawk. Murder Bird. Murder Bird? Lance <laughs> Archer. Oh, I, I haven't seen them yet, I guess. He comes out with Lance Archer every time. Who's Lance Archer? I don't fucking Big, tall guy, red hair. Big boy. I think I've only ever seen Lance Archer one time. I swear. I promise I'm not lying. He can't, he, well, he wrestled uh, Eddie Kingston the other day. I didn't see it. I think Amanda. I fell asleep early. Gosh. Um, yeah. Well, he's been, he's been with AEW since last, last year. No, year before. But not wrestling, right? Like as a manager or something. Yeah. He just comes out with, um. With Murderbird. I'm just going to keep calling him Murderbird. Um, this guy with the red hair that has like that one dreadlock. Yeah, the braid. Okay. All right. So I know that guy. Yeah. But I've, one, I've only seen him one time and I've never seen Jake the Snake because I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Well, he comes out with that man. Okay. Well, I'm going to need him to have a match soon so I can double check these facts. <laughs> I think I think there is one coming up. I'm not sure. Um, oh, I think at Revolution. So first week in March. Anyway. um. Okay. Yeah, I, but like he's still old and he's not, he's actually not that old. I shouldn't say that, but like he still looks like he hurts, like his body still hurts. But I don't know. I have to imagine on some level your body is just going to hurt forever. Oh, because you put it through hell and back, especially like <laughs> older wrestlers. Yeah, I feel like you're just going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's only 65. Oh, so I mean, yeah, dude, they were brutal to their bodies, and then being an addict, like, certainly doesn't help any of that, and so it makes sense that they just hurt. Yeah, yeah. Laddie's like still a part of wrestling in some form. That's fucking rad, and like, it seems like he's doing better for himself. Like, as time continues to go on, he's just doing better and better. Yeah, I think. Um... He has had a couple health scares, but I think that's just normal stuff that, you know, happens basically. But shit, yeah. It's it's really sad. It's really good. Um I want you to watch Beyond the Mat. I've talked about Beyond the Mat like several times now because it's just so fucking good. Like <laughs> I can watch Beyond the Mat all the time. It's send me the link. It's so good and so like Oh my god, it's so much drama. Oh god. I love the drama. I love it. It's so good. I love it, but it also makes me super sad. Just like, I don't know. 
It's yeah, the whole fuck, dude. Behind the mat, behind the ring, dark side of the ring, all of them, all of them. The like seeing into the behind the scenes, like fucks you up a little bit. Yeah, and beyond the mat will make you love McFoley like twenty times more than you already do. Oh yeah, I'm sure. He's so good in it. (laughs) McFoley, sorry, this is like not about beyond the mat, but McFoley and Diamond Dallas Page are dudes that you marry. (laughs) I don't know if Diamond Dallas Page. I'd marry that dude in a heartbeat because he won't abandon you. He'll be by your side. Three wives later. Just kidding. (laughs) Hey, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Hey, relationships are hard, okay? True. Friendships are always nice. (laughs) Relationships are hard. (laughs) Yeah, just don't get married, people, everybody. Just don't get married. (laughs) That's another thing I learned from Renee, even though... Her and John Moxley are married. John Moxley's like, just don't get married. I'm like, okay. Good to know. John Moxley says, don't get married. That's fucking hilarious considering they're married. But I I shouldn't talk. Every once in a while, somebody will be like, oh, I'm getting married after nine months of knowing the person. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And then I have to think about how Scott and I got married four months after knowing each other. So I was going to say, Amanda. Yeah, we're the dumbest. But six years later, still going strong, still kicking still kicking so yeah that was the fucking jake the snake documentary yeah and every like just go watch it it's on what was it on now amazon i have no idea you sent me a youtube link i did send you a youtube link because i'm a yeah. shitty person who likes free stuff that's not shitty <laughs> um some good looking out <laughs> yeah so it is on youtube so you can watch it on there um if you also like free things, go to if you YouTube. Like, if you like free things, go to YouTube. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, we have a new sticker. Oh, yeah. So we do have a new sticker. It's super cute. Amanda keeps making the cutest shit ever. I take <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's up on our shop. You can buy it now. Add to your how to talk to your friend about wrestling sticker collection. We've got three now. And this one is not in the shape of a circle. So if you like variations, we're here for you. <laughs> I just realized both of our stickers were in the shape of a circle. Well, it makes sense. It does make sense. I don't know. Uh, I'll try to come up with a square sticker soon. Well, our pin is square. So just buy the pin because it's square. We we here at How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling like weird shit. We like square pins and round circles. (laughs) That's our fucking motto now. And... And chair-shaped stickers. And chair-shaped stickers. Um. Yeah. So that's, I think, everything. Yeah. Sorry, we talked a lot about the pay-per-view, but it was just kind of what was. I feel like it was over. I think that's just going to happen from now on as I start to watch more wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's just going to come up in all the episodes. Um, Elimination Chamber is coming up. I think that's next week, which, holy shit, WWE, can we not have a fucking pay-per-view every weekend, but go off, sis. I don't know. (laughs) I'll be watching that one because Cesaro, it's Cesaro's fucking time, everybody. Mark my (laughs) words, I was wrong with the Billy K shit, but guess what? Not wrong about Cesaro. It's his time. Um, I will be watching... I don't know if I'm hell-bent on anybody. You just say Cesaro. No, I'm not, though. <laughs> His chonies are ugly. I'm not saying it. 
Listen, it's his fucking time. Everyone needs to go watch his little speech that he did on Talking Smack because if you say he's not good on the microphone, I'm literally coming to your house and fighting you. (laughs) But there's been a development. The Miz pulled himself out of the elimination chamber and now there's a match to see who ends up in the elimination chamber. Good. The Miz doesn't need to be there. I agree. And he's, he agrees also because he's like, I have money in the bank. I don't need this. Well, well, yeah, like it's stupid for him to be in the elimination chamber if he has a fucking suitcase. It's either going to be his homie, Paul Morrison. John. John Morrison. Sorry. I don't know where Paul came from. Whatever. You know, guys, I'm still learning. Give me a break. Um, John Morrison or what's his name from New Day? Woods. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Nice. So the Miz has to fight Xavier Woods. And then if the Miz wins, Morrison goes to Elimination Chamber. If Woods wins, he goes to Elimination Chamber. Oh, sick. Um, John Morrison's wife just got signed to WWE, too. That's fucking rad. Um, she was an impact. Her name's Ty Valkyrie. Oh, I'll have to look her up. Uh, I... You're going to hate her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That sucks, but well, maybe I'll like her. I don't know. I fucking love Morrison. He cracks me the fuck up. I cannot stand the Miz, but Morrison is doing all of it for me. Like he is so fucking ridiculous. I love that dude. (laughs) He's amazing. All right, let's let's call it a night. Let's call it. Okay, you can find us on Instagram at How to Talk Wrestling Pod. Yes. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at HTTWPod. Or there's the good old email, which is HellToPayManagement at gmail.com. Hell2 is in the word two. PayMGMT at gmail.com. And that's it for this week. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.